You are listening to the Spark Influence Podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spark Influence. Today, we're going to be talking about loving what we do. I'm Peter, and with me is my beautiful wife, Misty. Aw, hey, everyone. It's great to be back. Today, we're talking about loving what you do. We'll discuss why it's essential, how it can impact your life, and some tips on finding your passion. Because when you love what you do, it is no longer just a job, it's a calling and a passion. And it brings so much more joy and fulfillment to your life. So Ecclesiastes 3.12-13 to 13 in the ESV says, I perceived that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. How cool is that, that God wants us to, like he gives us work to do and work started in the garden and we can co-labor with him, but it's a joy for us. And whatever we do, whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, we should do it unto the glory of God, but we should also take pleasure in it. No, absolutely. You know, there's a whole lot of research that backs all this up, right? That, and you know, the old saying, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. It, that, that's biblical right there right so there's and there's a lot of studies that back this up people who are extremely happy in their jobs it's not it's not like work and that usually comes from the former part which is having a passion for what you do absolutely and it's not just about a feeling good loving what you do also helps you work smarter not harder one of my favorite sayings and it keeps you inspired and it allows you to maintain a positive outlook even in the face of challenges because when you're miserable at your job and what you do it, it trickles over every other part of your life and so when you're happy when you have that passion and that fire and that zeal then that spills over into your life and also onto other people. Yeah, that's, that's totally right. And, you know, the good part of that is finding what your passion is doesn't have to be some Herculean effort. It doesn't have to be a real daunting task. And there's some, some pretty basic steps you can take to really help you identify that and find out uh, what you truly love. Yeah, one approach would be to think about your hobbies and your interests. What do you like to do in your free time? And is that something that you could make into a career? That Knowing what we enjoy doing in our free time, this gives us clues to what our passions are. I would encourage people to pray and ask God one of my favorite prayers, which is where does my gifting and my calling line up in this season? Because we have different seasons where we have different things that we're to do in the in the kingdom. And when we ask God, I think it's a prayer he always wants to answer. God has gifted us with things to do that he prepared. We're Work that he prepared from before the foundation of the universe. Like how cool is that, that God 
cares enough about us that he has specific things that only we can do. Another thing that I was thinking about is is what makes us angry. Like it could be our passions, but what's a cause that an injustice in the world? Like, you know, you have a soft spot for anybody with with special needs or, you know, that could be something that we could do in the future together because of of your heart for 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 that. So it's what we love, but maybe also what we don't like, what makes us mad. Yeah, that's, I like the, it can sound weird, but I love the what makes you mad. Like, what, what do you really stand for that you're not willing to move on? Maybe that's a thing you should do for other people, right? To make that your career, become that person who stands up. So I like that. Yeah, for a while, you know, right to life was a big deal for me and sharing our testimony and standing for life. And, you know, when when you're really passionate about a subject, then you can really, you can go deep in it and you can really help other people as well. Yeah, it becomes a calling instead of just an occupation. Yeah. You know, something else that works really well too is to try, I mean, this everybody says this, but I've experienced it. Try new things. Like try something different. You know, that's something you've never done and you thought, well, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to do that. Like, yes, you can just give it a shot. And if it blows up, then, you know, don't necessarily bail out of what you're doing and, and leave early from a career, but you, if you're not happy and you know it, and if you wake up and don't want to get in that car and go to that place or get on that phone and have that meeting, like maybe look around and try something completely new. Passion is a good driver for that, right? Whatever you're passionate about, we talked about that. Something you really, if you could say tomorrow money was no problem, all your bills would be paid, what job would you do? And if you answer that quickly with the thing that's really, then maybe you should look at doing that and figure out the money part, right? That, that'll come. But that passion of something new and taking that leap or that risk can pay off, right? Every All the people they've ever interviewed in their deathbed said, I wish I'd have taken more risks. I wish I'd have taken more opportunities, more chances, right? Up. Go for that job, move to that state, try that occupation. Yeah. Or if you work too much, find a way to cut back so you can spend more time with your family. Because that's the other pe- thing people never say on their deathbed. I wish I would have made more money. Like, I wish I would have worked, worked harder, yeah. worked more. No, it's always like, I, I regret that I didn't have more time with my family or I wish I would have done whatever. And we, we don't want to live a life of regret. God's given us good things to do. And he wants us to enjoy life. He wants us to be happy. Not in a, if you do this, you'll prosper kind of like not like that but really just like enjoy enjoy life and enjoy him and enjoy the work that we do yeah my dad used to have a saying don't worry about work it'll always be there like there's always more work to do it's never finished right it's like simon sinek's endless game work is one of those things you never you never one ever goes hey i'm done i, I beat work and i'm finished i won that you know it's, <laughs> it doesn't happen you're always going to have something to do for always for life it's like love love never ends there's no conquering goal for love you are all love is perpetual work unfortunately is really much the same way right so if you know it's perpetual and you're going to have to do it really find something that that fills you up like that's passionate like the thing that if you come away like i really have to go home now like i really like it but i want to continue you know that's a good passion right that and that'll help you build the balance you just talked about that you're not doing it 80 hours a week and you know your family suffers or your personal life or or your health right all those things come into play really quickly yeah. Um, I'd love for you to share kind of what happened in the last year because you were pretty miserable and you had made some some job changes and you really weren't happy. And then when you're not happy at your job, then it kind of trickled over into the house. And then so what changed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what changed? Oh, can I, I, I'm going to unwind this a little bit and yeah. go backwards in time. So 
in 2001, I was working at, uh, at Enron and Enron collapsed, right? Um, like right before nine 11, actually they, they collapsed right before, uh, right after it. So November 4th, I think. And if you had Enron on your resume, like nobody wanted you, you were toxic and I couldn't find anybody to hire me. So I said, look, I'm just gonna start my own company. I'm just gonna consult on my own. And I did it and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But then the specter of, hey, there's this comfortable job someone's offering you and it's got insurance and benefits and bonuses and vacations. And I listened to that insidious whisper in my ear, which I should have taken better stock. I could have, if I could have got my podcast back then, I probably would have been happier because <laughs> I would have been like, you know what, don't do that. So I did that and, you know, worked for a lot of big firms and I loved the experience. I wouldn't trade that experience was great, right? And I learned so many things from really big consulting firms where and I got met to work. amazing people no, along I, I, the some way. Some of my best friends I have today are from all those things, right? Yeah. But I let it kind of go dormant. And then, like you said, you know, for the last, last two years ago, I guess, a year and a half, two years ago, Things were weird in the world, and I was just very not happy. I was like, this is, I'm just done. I'm going to do my own thing. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to go build this on my own. And I had a, you know, I, I talked to God about this and said, this is what I'm going to do. And I, this is my goal. These are my goals, Lord. Like, and if it's your will, bless, I ask for your blessing on what I'm doing. Like, here's what I want to do. And, you know, leading up to that, he had been pouring into me by faithfulness, where we had either... It was a shortage of something or it was an illness, right? Uh, I almost went home to see the Lord there in October 21 or whatever. And uh, he just was faithful about everything. It was just constantly. I was just like, God, this is, this is just amazing, right? I was just blown away all by it continuously. And, um, and so I said, all right, I'm, I'm going to do this. Let's, let's make this happen because this is what I want to do. I want to be my own. I want to be my own boss. I want to control when I work, where I work, how I work. I want to pick my clients. I want to have a more curated work than I did in the past, right? Um, and he just he just lit it up for me and blessed me across all of them and answered it. And actually blew – I actually – the goal I prayed for, he actually exceeded, which I was like, wow, what? It's like <laughs> That's because we serve a God of the more that you can ask or even think. And that just – I love that about him. Like we have – limited vision, um, but he's an eternal God. And so when we ask for something and it's in his will and he blesses us, he just blesses us with more than we even thought about. Yeah. And, and we've experienced the, the blessing of the unanswered prayer, unanswered prayer, which a lot of people have a hard time with that one, but I, I am thankful for it. Right. I am very thankful for things that I asked for. And God's like, not now. No, I need that parent, you know, in my life sort of experience there. And, and those are tremendous. Those are, those are blessings as well. Right. And not everybody understands that, but, or not everybody feels that way, I guess. But, you know, talking about the passion, I, I got to really dive into what I'm passionate about, what I like to do that I knew would be, would support and sustain my family. And I just uh, constantly, the two things I pray for all the time are wisdom and grace, right? And and just be thankful in all things, no matter what he's doing in my life. I'm always thankful because he could be doing a lot less or he could be doing a lot worse, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. You're always grateful. And I even love one of the other prayers that you, you will pray. You'll, you'll be like, thank you, Lord, for what you saved me from that. I don't even know. Like, thank you for the things I don't even know that you're doing behind the scenes. Yeah. I can't wait to find those out. Yeah. Eventually, hopefully. That'd yeah. Be cool. 
That would be cool. Uh, but now you're in, you you are you have your own clients, you're doing your thing. And it's great because we get to travel together and do, because we can both work from wherever we want. And so that's really fun. And we just, we both are, we, we're loving what we do. And yeah, the happiness is it's palpable in our house, right? Like it's not like, I mean, we're getting on a plane in 30 minutes to, uh, to fly to DC for my client, right. Be there for a week. And, but it's, we're having a great time. Like I'm having a tremendous time. I am happier by far. Right. Cause the dissatisfaction in work makes me, can make you grumpy, man. It can just make you not pleasant. And if you don't have a place to unpack frustration at work, you, then you end up packing it up and bring it home. And then you unpack it at home. And that's a bad thing to do is to not, is to stuff it down because there's no avenue or there's no outlet. There's no mechanism, right? The, the answer is not to, you know, find an alternate and not come home. Some people maybe go to the gym first before they come home and work out and try to get rid of release. some of that frustration release. Yeah. But a lot of people have a busy life, especially if you're younger and getting just getting started and you've got young kids and, you know, either you're both working and have to go to daycare or the, the, you know, the mom's at home and you're she's ready for you to come home and help out, right? And you're bringing home all this toxic stuff you've stuffed down all day because work is terrible and you're not happy, you're going to end up venting it at the house, which then starts impacting your marriage, which then puts barriers up between you and your spouse. And it's a whole thing. So, yeah, it sure is. Well, what about finding your passion? You know, it's not a, just an easy straight line that you just, you know, you know, stumble upon what you're passionate about. I mean, for you, and, and like you said, taking this, this leap of faith, it like tw- almost 20 years passed, right? Yeah. 20 years passed before you are, are finally, you know, loving, living your best life, loving what you're doing. So it takes time sometimes to find, it's a journey. It's not a destination. It takes time to find our passion. And it's okay if you don't have it figured out right now. I just want the listeners to know, like, you don't have to have your whole life charted out, but you want to keep moving forward. And I think that is what is important is that you explore new possibilities. You know, you can start, I know you hate this term, but you know, start a side hustle of what you do while you're working and to see if it's a viable thing. It, maybe you want to invent a product or maybe you want to, you know, sell a product or something. You know, you can always start those kind of things and generate multiple streams of income. That's something we've talked about here as well, but you don't have to quit your day job day job necessarily. But for some people, it might be. And it was a little scary for me when you were like, you know, over 50 and, you know, just leaping out on your own. But at the same time, I saw God's hand of of faithfulness palpable in our life. And so I was like, whatever you, whatever, like, I trust you. I trust God. Like, let's go. I knew it was scary for you, right? Yeah. Women like security and stability and I, I have been a most tumultuous husband in the job arena there. I have uh, I've, I've had a lot of different jobs and done different things, but that, that, that was me chasing passions as well, right? Like I thought I liked infrastructure when I started in technology and that I thought I liked programming and I did for a while and I thought I liked analytics and I did for a while. And then I thought I liked collaboration platforms and I did for a while, but all those things, yeah, and they were not, I, I got tired of them really quickly and, found that I was better at doing other things, right? I was much better at communicating with people, was really, really good at selling. And so, and that was fun because I just got to meet people and take people to lunch and, you know, make other people really rich. And I'm like, I'm tired of doing that. I'm doing it for myself. But, you know, 
we've talked about this. If I had, if that was the scenario, if I applied the scenario to myself of no, nope, I have to worry about money or didn't have to do anything else. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know that I would still do this. I would, I may do something completely off the wall. Like I've always wanted to forge knives, right? So maybe I could just start making knives at home, but that's extremely low revenue occupation. And you can make, yeah, make, you can. make knives when we retire. There you go. Right. <laughs> right so own a restaurant, which is just nuts. since it's a stupid endeavor. We worked in enough of them to know how terrible that is, but it, it's still a lot neat, of I'd work. Like, something a lot about of bringing people together and, and having meals. Like that's a very, that's a very family, more, way more intimately neat thing, but it's difficult. Right. But, and that may be your passion, like open, open a bistro or whatever you may want a coffee shop or, you may, you know, you could be an accountant and you said, I'm tired of this. I want to go be, I don't know, a forest ranger, whatever. Like, you know, this, whatever the job is that you love, cause you're a hiker and an outdoors person. And that's all you care about, right? Become a mountain climber or, uh, you know, whatever professional skier. Like there's, it, it doesn't have to be an extreme thing. It could just be a slight pivot in your occupation, right? It could be going from, you know, a, a programmer, I'll use the, to a programmer to, Maybe you just want to go up in management and become a person who's helping to lead and grow, or you want to be an architect instead of just writing code. You know, the, the examples are, are, are many, and I, I don't take the time to go through them all. But you know when you lay down and go to bed, there's a feeling in your stomach like, I'm going to get up tomorrow and do this thing. Like, I, do I really want to do this? Like, or is it like, oh, i got to get up in the morning. You know, it's very easy to get out of bed when you love what you do, like, it's the bed doesn't feel so it's not such calling in the bed it's not hard to drag yourself out you're like I want to get out I want to go do this thing yeah I completely agree you know and I'd like to just tell the listeners whether you're just starting out or you're looking to make a change know that loving what you do is possible and with the right attitude and approach you can find your passion and create the life you love. And that's what we're going to talk about all month. This month, it's February. It is the month of love. And so I thought we'd start off talking about loving what we do. And um, we'll, we'll be talking about love all through the the month of February. But that's all we have for you today. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you next time on finding your passion in your work.